0: Welcome to the pilot episode of the Frontline Guru podcast Teaching Experiences During the Pandemic Adaptations and Reflections in Education. This podcast aims to express discussions and ideas such as the adaptations, together with the reflections of teachers on how the current pandemic situation has shaped what it means to be a teacher. Sharing thoughts and expressions on the changes and struggles of the current learning setup will also be discussed. Now, joining you all throughout the episodes is from Bachelor your host, Nicole Angel-Ugto.
1: Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today and welcome to the first episode of Frontline Girl. As we discuss the challenges brought by the pandemic in the educational sector and tackle the reflections of our Frontline Gurus in this podcast, in this episode, we will delve into the effects of the pandemic to the educational sector as to how preschool students are adapting to the transformation in the learning setup and how learning with these children during the situation has been bringing out new reflections as a teacher. Getting into the educational system at a very young age, we'll talk about how the situation is coped with and what the learning process is like for these young students. Our Frontline Guru guest for today is a current program coordinator of Digi Module program and an online distance learning teacher at Casa del Libro Incorporated. Also, our Frontline Guru was a program head of iRead, which is a reading campaign of UPLB DEFCOM SOC in year 2018 to 2019, and is also a Consul General of the Philippine League of Development Communication Students from 2018 until now. Everyone, Let's welcome Ms. Tiwa. Ms. Tiwa, kamusta po kayo?
2: Hello, good evening, Ms. Nicole. I am doing great. <laughs> Thank you for asking.
1: Bago po tayo mapunta sa mismo mga tanungan, ano naman po yung mga pinagkakabalahan nyo recently?
2: I am currently, yun as you have said from my credentials, I'm currently teaching. I am an online distance learning teacher in an online homeschooling provider. We, let uh, the parents no, be the frontliners, naman sila yung magiging uh, teacher ng kanilang mga anak pagdating sa kanilang pag-aaral. So what I do is I guide them, I coordinate their concerns with our administrations and all that. So primarily yun yung ginagawa ko and of course um ano paba I I also teach actually but hindi subject. Uh, or hindi mga subject, um, what do you call this? Yung mga major subjects ang tinuturo ko, but I teach them um, random activities. Uh, this is what we call e-dialogs, no? In our institution or in our academe that class, um ano siya. It is a social interaction for the students, no? Uh, it's a once a week activity. Nilang akay pinagkakabalahan today.
1: So since the preface yuna po na sobrang kira ngayon pandemic ngayon. So when the pandemic started, I know of course there has been a lot of challenges. So ano po yung mga difficulties na encounter yung online teaching or at least right now.
2: Okay, um, yung mga difficulties that I have. Uh, recently experienced and bago palang naman din ako sa akademyo. No? Uh, bago lang ako, bagong teacher lang ako, na no? sa pa- pagdating sa pagtuturo. So I'm one of the hardest things that I actually encountered in online teaching is I don't know how um, how online classes work. Kasi siguro I have this idea na pagnaturo ka, I should be in a classroom, a real classroom. No, so mahirap na syempre, I will be talking to different students from different walks of life and hindi ko ma, hindi ko alam, hindi ko makikita maki, hindi ko sila makikilala agad based on my first impression kasi I don't have a physical interaction with them. So that's one thing that I really um, I really noticed when I started online teaching. But then again, uh, yun nga, I also had to check all my resources if okay, no so dapat bago ka magsimula magklase kailangan okay ang yung mga ang iyong laptop ang iyong internet, no yung mga visual aids mo kailangan okay then okay ba yung powerpoint or are, are they good enough para sa mga or appropriate basila sila dun sa mga tinuturuan ko na nursery or kindergarten and ano ba ang dapat kung ah uh, ipakita din sa mga high school students So iba-iba kasi halo-halo sila. So it's really hard to um you know, catch up agad nung nagsimula akong magturo kasi una nga lahat, hindi ko kilala yung mga batang yun. But as time goes by naman, uh, I think natututo na kung mag-adjust and uh, yun nga as I have said, yung company ko kasi it's an online homeschooling. So uh mayra na kong assumption na yung mga bata sanay na sila sa pag-o online class no so it was um siguro doon ko doon ko nakayanan kasi mas alam na din ng mga bata kung paano sila mag-work in an online time
1: doon po sana nga please ko students ayan mga kindergarten students how different is it po sa pagtuturo sa kanila and ayun ano yung mga napansin nyo as a teacher
2: Okay, so when I, uh, since I am currently teaching now in kindergarten, what I really noticed in an online setup, tsaka sa physical classes, what I noticed talaga is yung, um, yung authority mo sa kanila. No? It's really hard na um encourage sila kasi mag-recite uh, in an online setup. Kasi siguro madaming, madami silang nakikita sa paligid nila, sa bahay nila, no? Madami silang notice na mga gamit, okay, yung mga laruan nila, nasa tabi lang nila. Pag yung mga kasama nila sa bahay nanonood na TV, so yung attention span nila, uh, mas mahirap siyang i-contain. Unlike in physical classes, isang sabi mulang ng name na, okay, you have to listen, you have to listen to teacher niwa, ganun. So, Yun yung naging struggle talaga kapag mga tutulu ka kindergarten. Kasi, diba? Uh, they're kids. Uh, they're kids. Uh, we all know that kids kapag hahayaan lang natin sila mag-enjoy sa ginagawa nila, no? And uh, sometimes kasi kahit pag sabihan nanyan sila ng mga parents sila, parang walay. Eh. Kailangan nilang kunin, yung gusto nilang kunin talaga. Kapag online class sa, pero kapag sa physical classes hindi naman nila makikita keepang mga magulam nila. So yun yun yung naging struggle pa sa pagtuturo ng um, kids no, in an online setup. Pero I am just uh, speaking from my experience but I don't know how other teachers no from my company or from the other uh, schools no kung ano yung experience nila sa Online setup.
1: Na to. Parang dun sa pag na narrate you niya know, instances, miss you. I nai imagine ko kung gaano sila silakakulet or kung ano man. Pero, given those struggles, po, paano nyo nami make sure na connected parintong mga students na to and that they are learning.
2: Okay. So, what I actually do para makuha ko ka nilang mga attention is usually kasi bago kami magclasses i o- i always tell them and i always remind them yung mga online class rules no you know, we have online class rules that we need to follow and if nakaka sugorra strike two or strike three na yung bata this is the time where i coordinate with their parents naman no, na uh, I would always tell them na ano po um paki-check lang po sana si, si ganito or para malaman natin no kung okay lang ba siya or kung nakikinig pa ba siya and I would always tell my uh, students naman na i think you are old enough okay yun lang okay, i think uh, nursery students I think you're smart enough to know these rules right so I want you to cooperate with teacher Diwa. Ayan. And they would totally agree. And it also depends on your teaching style. Kung ang ituturo mo is puro text, hindi ka talaga nila papansinin. No, yung sa PowerPoint hindi ka talaga nila papansinin. So you have to add pictures, you have to add visual presentations such as gustong-gusto yung mga videos. No, yung mga pa-icebreakers natin, yung mga sasayaw sila during uh, online class. And syempre yung mga activity natin, no? like for example, yung mga drawings. Okay? Drawings and sometimes we play games. And pag naman nakuha mo na talaga yung mga interest nila, dun sila nagiging connected sa akin. And based from my experience, all my students naman, they are all participative and napagsasabihan sila and even though if may mga times naman na hindi nakikinig uh their parents are there to help me because again it's an online homeschooling partners namin kanilang parents sa pagtuturo. so that's exactly is it
1: since ito po ay isang hon- online homeschooling so sa tingin po ba, even if uh, like even before pre-pandemic and right now pandemic may changes po ba mayroon po significant changes na yare. Nung na ng pandemic, dito sa online homeschooling setup.
2: I cannot really answer that question about the changes that I saw up until today, kasi pumaso kong sa institution, pandemic nasa, pandemic na, so I really can't compare. And siguro masasabih ko isa yung sa mga struggle ko as a teacher, as a colleague, since I am working from home, hindi ako na kapunta office, kung ako once a month lang tapos minsan may eCQ pa may gCQ pa or kahit anong quarantine protocols na yan hindi ko siya masabi kasi i only coordinate with my colleagues through group chat so yung ma gusto kong itanong feeling ko masasagut lang siya kapag nagmeet na kami in person so it's very yun yung isa sa mga struggles ko and kaya nasabi ko na yung mga changes na nakita ko pre-pandemic or na yung pandemic hindi ko siya masasagut talaga
1: I see po. So with regards po, the So since na na yung yung roles ng parents and guardians. So kamo naman po sila or paano po yung interactions with the parents or guardians this learning setup?
2: Actually, uh, they're having fun, not teaching their kids at home um uh, mas kampante sila na sila yung nagtuturo and uh, if may hindi naman talaga sila alam sasabihin nila sa akin no? uh, like teacher is this answer correct parang iba po kasi yung nabasa ko sa ganito mga ganung tanong no and then syempre as teacher i would answer her or him based from what i know pero since i am the coordinator kailan ko parin siyang i-coordinate sa mas nakaka pa I would consult my um co-coordinators from the from different programs. I would consult those people or from the admin no, yung mga gumagawa ng aming mga visual aids, ang mga lessons namin, dun ko sa kanila kino-consult para ma-verify lang. That's my relationship sa mga parents And yun. Um uh, masaya naman yung mga magulang no, uh, program program na hina-handle kasi ngayon. They our, the parents are free to modify, to choose the lessons that they are going to teach to their children. So, very flexible yung program namin. Hindi gaano kahirap no, na pumili ka ng mga lessons. Kasi kung ano yung pipiliin tayo. So, yun yung situation ng mga parents ko maya.
1: Given those po, um, ano po yung... Naeisip yung advice for the parents or guardians of these students right now, or like just a message.
2: My advice would be is to just enjoy what they are doing, no? sa, lalo na sa pag laluna sa pagtuturo, kasi very important yun eh. As na mo na yung anak mo, nakikita mo na rin yung progress niya from the very beginning up until today. So yun enjoy lang nila and if they uh have questions i think the teachers are there to guide them naman so i think we got their backs
1: so ayun po no miss diwa pa- yun na po kanina ta parang pumasok kayo dito sa setup na to pandemic na pero ano po yung mga realizations na na-obtain nyo sa dito sa remote learning that you wish you knew, since you came po from a face to face learning environment before
2: the realizations. Ang realization ko lang dito is that our educational system right here is madalas nasa ano siyang, ang napansin ko ha nasa mga privilege lang siya. Our education right now, our state right now no nasa para lang siya sa mga privilege Okay? Because online classes, of course, hindi ka makapag online class ng wala kang gamit de ba isayon and alam naman natin kung gaano kamahal ang mga resources na nito uh, magkano ba ang laptop nayon maybe you could buy you could purchase a fifteen peso laptop na pero enough ba yon para lang sa online homeschooling mo syempre may internet ka pa kas nagbabayad ka pa ng kuryente diba? so tapos yung pagod mo pa yung mental health mo pa Na you cannot go out, you cannot be with your friends right now. No, so yun yung uh, realizations ko na the education that we are facing right now, the educational system that we are facing right now, are mainly for the privilege. Dun lang sa mga may kaya magpagaral. Pederin ito sa mga taong, sa mga batang nasa lelayan. No, that's a different thing. Na I think uh, kailangan pa natin pagtuo na ng pansin
1: so bilang nabanggit nyo po yung pagod yung mental health burden ng ng ayon so can you share po yung coping mechanisms niya to get by these difficulties
2: so the coping mechanism or the, uh, the things that i do kapag uh, nakaramdam nako na ng bigat so workload ko or yung um, frustration na nararamdam ko what i do is of course i I contact the people na alam kong makakausap ko. I message them na about things, about random stuff. Siguro isa yun sa mga coping mechanism ko. As a person, ha, kahit anong gawin ko, bilang teacher man yan, bilang anak, bilang kaibigan, yun yung ginagawa ko. And also, syempre, kahit may virus, I really need some fresh air. So I really have to go out sometimes. And of course, lalo na, Importante din sa akin yung pag, pag-maximize ko ng aking personal space. Yung especially kapag weekend, I really don't answer calls. I really don't respond to any work-related concerns. Kapag may nagme-message sa akin, talagang firm talaga ako dun sa decision ko na I will get back to you on Monday, 8am. Because that's the start of our working hours. So, babalikan kita no Monday, 8 a.m. So that's very important for me. Yung aking personal space lalo na pag weekend. And I, what I also do is uh, kahit weekdays naman, tapos na ang aking horas or aking working hours, say like, around until 5 p.m. I would turn off everything na ginagamit ko for work and just be myself after. That's what I do. So hindi na rin ako entertain ng messages about work after 5 p.m. Champ, excluded din kapag nagpa-tag meetings. And also, siempre what uh, keeps me going is, of course, uh, yun nga, the love for my students. Loyal, no, yah, yah. Kait, parang pabiro na. No? kailang okay kahit hindi ka ano ka committed dito sa institution nato. But dapat committed ka sa students mo. You have to be committed to your students. And I think because those mga estudiantes na yiniin tayah ko, kasi gusto nila ng mga activities naginagawa naman every week. So that's uh, what keeps me going. And I really think that very helpful yon sa aking well-being, and it would also improve, what you call this? Na kapag-improved din kasi siya sa aking mental health. No? Pag-alam kung masaya yung mga taon, yung mga taon na pinaglilingkuran ko ran right? So those are my realization, how I cope with this chaotic world. So yun ang aking ginagawa.
1: Ayan to miss Dua, no. Ang daming nangyari, ang daming realizations, ang daming efforts na yung naibigyang yung time na to. So the question is now, what does it take to be a teacher in these trying times? What does it
2: take to be a teacher in these trying times? It takes
1: commitment.
2: You should give your one hundred percent in teaching. Dahil una sa lahat, hindi naman ginusto ng mga bata ka pandemic. ba? and tayo ang mas matanda sa kanila. Tayo ang mas nakakaalam. So in everything that we do in everything na ituturo natin sa kanila, dapat 100% tayo lagi. Hindi mo kayang ibigay yung 100% mo sa kanila. Maybe hindi pa ito yung panahon para maging teacher ka, no? Maybe hindi pa yung yung panahon para maging teacher ka. But I would not really say na hindi ka na magiging teacher ha. Siguro maybe in the future siguro kapag nakapag-handle ka na siguro ng kahit isang bata lang ng kaya mong turuan or tutorial kayo, tutorial session kayo. So, I think kailangan mong i-offer talaga yung commitment mo and yung time mo sa pagtuturo sa mga bata. Ayon, I think that's what I really I have to say about the your
1: question in nga po nasabi nga din ng isang teacher na kakilala ko parang teaching is the hardest job in the world. So ayun po, yun nga halos dalawang taon na yung pandemic. May mga nagbago po ba sa beliefs niyo about teaching as a profession given from before to now? Um actually,
2: uh, to tell you this honestly, na no, Wala talaga sa plano ko ang magturo. As in nawala. But I think I would believe that it was fate. Na sa dito sa Pagtuturo because as dun nga, ba? I was a um, program coordinator of IREAD from UPLB-Denison so. Naging program coordinator ako. So what we do there is we also teach, no? And then ang thesis ko is about education as well, which is the alternative learning system tapos nung wala pa akong trabaho tinutulungan ko yung mama ko kasi my mom is also a teacher tinutulungan ko yung mama ko sa tutorial nung wala pa akong work wala pa nung kakasimula pa lang ng covid ng pandemic and then one day parang Sobrang frustrated na ako, kasi wala akong ginagawa. So I had, kahit hindi pa ako, wala pa akong hawak na diploma noon. Hindi pa ako ina-announce na graduate of BS Development Communication. Ang nangyayay kasi noon parang, um, sobrang frustrated ko, I had to apply in several companies, no? And the least talaga na pinag-a-applyan ko, sa mga nakikita ko sa mga uh, working sites, what they call this, yung mga job street LinkedIn, no? The least na pinag a ko is sa education talaga as in iniiwasan ko talaga siya kasi I, I don't know but i have this idea talaga na kapag kasi dito ka nagturo sa Pilipinas parang ang hirap umahon parang feeling mo pagiiwanan ka pero i'm not saying na pakakit magturo dito pero alam mo yon parang hindi talaga parang selambego teaching is not for me but here i am <laughs> here i am nagtuturo na ako kasi I applied and then bata call na okay you can start tomorrow and then tuloy-tuloy na hanggang sa nagustuhan ko siya so to answer your question talagang ngayon lang ako nagkakapag-isip-isip na or oh, baka nga pwede no ituloy na tong teaching profession ko and also pinag-iisipan ko na pwede in the future no for my graduate studies hook oh, siguro education naman ang kukunin ko so yun ngayon ko lang napagtanto na baka nga fit din pala maging teacher.
1: So can I say probably na parang the time just came na it was fit and that you became 100% committed to teaching. Yeah,
2: actually. Uh-uh. I mean wait. No, nag na parang Oh no, I'm a teacher. na no, hindi akala akalae nasusunod pala sa yapak ng ko. Teacher ako because i cannot i really cannot see myself kids calling me teacher Diwa. kasi nung may nung wala pang pandemic what i actually thought was ah oh, gusto ko talaga mag-research gusto ko talaga yung ginagawa ko ng estudyante ko sa dagcom field work research writing script program coordinating activities at least talaga yung pagtuturo.
1: So, hmm. yun na, pandemic and then... Ika ay hindi lang na, di natin malalaman kung anong mangyayari, pero ayun.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
1: Balik naman po tayo ulit dun sa mga students Cho, na, ayun nga, mga bata pa. Kayun. Ano kaya yung nakikita nyong common sentiment or driving force ng mga preschool students para mag-thrive ngayong online setup? Though, ayun, given na... They're just so young.
2: Based from what I have noticed, no, from or what I have observed from the parents, I think the uh, primary pinapalalahanan kasi nila yung mga anak nila na kailangan nilang mag-aral, na mag-aral, no? Siguro that's what uh, keeps them yung mga bata na pumasok, no, kahit online setup siya and uh, i want ko it's from my uh, classes kasi na, na lagi ko kasi silang remind that they really have to study hard no na they would if they want to do something big in the future they really have to study hard that even kahit uh we're in an online setup no that we can only see their we can you can only see your friends through or your classmates through a laptop or through their tablets no i always remind them that they should study hard that even if it's cliche naririnig na nila sa kanilang mga magulang no kailangan nilang pumasok pa so I remind ko from time to time and um uma naman sila. No? Very responsive kasi yung mga students ko. no, And I and Just a disclaimer na I am talking from my experience. I am all saying this uh, based uh, from my experience. So, yun. And responsive sila. They would agree na yes, they will study, they will attend classes. And I think that's what makes them keep going. Because siguro hindi pa nila gaano nararamdaman yung weight yung bigat ng online setup kasi parang syempre sa klase namin ano naglalaro lang kami arts and crafts lang kami but siguro for them it's just an activity that they should always do daily uh, and i think important yun kasi nag enjoy sila okay and siguro sa part ng teacher it's very important also that we also catch up with the interest of your students Kasi kapag hindi ka updated sa kanila, they will get bored, de ba? Kahit ako yung estudyante, kung yung teacher ko, monolog lang sa harapan ko at ako lang yung nagsasalita, hindi interactive. Baka nga, mag, hindi na ako papasok. It should be a give and take. You give them what they need and they will, uh, you know, give you also kung ano yung gusto mong maging outcome from them yun ang siguro ang ko and as i have said uh, in our institution the parents and the teachers are working together so mas malakas yung foundation na laging may nagre-remind sa mga estudyante na kailangan mong mag-aral to mong pumasok sa ayun so that's what uh, we do and that's what i have observed from my students from especially from the kindergarten
1: very nice to share that na even how cliche it is, we all have to study, we all have to utilize education, but also it has to be give and take. So moving on to like, a different conversation, na parang based on your experiences with this pandemic, how is Philippine education being handled by the government then?
2: About the uh, government, the Philippine government, or how they handle our educational system. I think there are a lot of things that uh, needs to be done. Pagdating sa ating uh, sistema, especially sa uh, part ng teachers at part ng students. Although, syempre, primarily ang ating educational system umiikot lang naman sa yun Teachers at students. So pagdating sa teachers. I think they deserve more. I have met a lot of teachers who rarely speak about their salaries. I don't know if na bababaan ba sila, but sa dinamera miktong na meet na teachers, lagi silang mayroong mga side hustle meron silang mga late night shifts sila sa ibang companies and that really says a lot about our educational system so ipik ba sabihin n'on na nagside lines sila men dami silang side hustles ibig sabihin ba n'on mababa lang ang kanilang sueldo and that made me question the Philippine government compensate ba ating mga teachers compensated ba sila na bibigyan ba talaga sila ng credit or kulang pa. So, yun yung mga pinag-iisipan th- ko. And uh, based on the situation right now, madami pang kailangan talaga, madaming problema. Especially that most of our teachers, they use their own pockets para sa pambayad ng kanilang mga internet sa bahay para maturuan ang mga estudyante. Yung laptops, yung mga tablets nila, print ng mga modules, I think yung ibang teachers, sa sariling bulsa nila yun investment yon para sa mga teachers pero nakakompensate ba sila don what do you call this the term na parang inabonohan nila tapos hindi naman nababalik sa kanila so those are the things that I usually hear yung mga nababasa kong opinion or editorial sa mga news sites sa mga newspaper na no? yun yung mga nababasa ko so yun I think that's how I see our government right now. No? Kulang pa. Kulang pa siguro ang support na na natin sa kanila. And for the students, I would always say na dapat, ligtas na balik escuela. Yun talaga. Ang kailangan nilang pagtuunan ng fansin right now. And as I have mentioned earlier, yung mga batang hindi naman gaano ka privilege hindi ginabigyan ng enough resources to do their online classes ano yung makailangan nilang gawin kailangan pa ba nilang magaksaya ng 50 pesos para sa isang gigabyte na data para maka-attend ka lang sa isang klase sa isang araw kulang pa yun? so nasusuportahan ba yon ng ating government these are the questions that i actually want to ask and i think that i want to be raised and i want to be heard by the Philippine government. Kasi madami nang nangihihirapan and matumataas lalo ang kaso ng COVID. The more na hahayaan natin tumaas, hahayaan nilang tumaas, mas lalong mahihirapan yung mga taong pinagseselebesyo ng mga government. And syempre, isa na tayo doon, no? mga teachers and ang mga students. Ayun. So I think that's what I can only say about the Philippine government handling our educational system.
1: So, so doon po sa so, lahat na po natin na yun, Ano po yung world na na-envision niyo sa educational sector after the pandemic and kung ano po yung mga gusto mag-improve or yung gusto mag-change.
2: When I was uh, still an undergrad, I was always taught by my organization na dapat kapag magko-call ka ng action about our educational system dapat lagi siyang nationalistic, na no, scientific and mass oriented. Dapat libreng edukasyon para sa lahat, 'di ba? At ang pag-aaral natin hindi para sa ibang bansa, para sa Pilipinas. And siyempre scientific, no, we base on facts, we base on statistics para mas mapaganda lalo ang ating edukasyon dito sa Pilipinas. So, that's what I want to see after pandemic. Pero kung kaya naman talaga nilang gawin, 'di ba? During the pandemic, why not? Kung kaya nila tayong suportahan. I think kaya nila eh. But there are just some, right? I think some people would agree with me. Na there are people talaga na who will not let that happen. But I am still hoping I am still, you know, seeing lots of good things na in the future. And what So what I really uh, think you know, that needs to be improved after the pandemic and hopefully sana mag-improve no habang pandemic pa. Is yung government response because if mas compassionate ang ating mga leaders sa taong bayan, if mas pinapakita nila yung talagang kailangan nilang gawin dito sa ating bansa no dito sa Pilipinas. I think everything will follow. Good government response. Maybe that would equate to uh, lesser COVID-19 na victims. Makakapagbukas ang mga eskwelahan. Na I think very important kasi tumatanda na rin tayo, tumatanda ang mga bata no. So kailangan nila talagang pumasok na. And if we provide them that, if we provide a good government response, a better uh, government response, yung pag-aaral ng mga bata hindi maka-compromise. Which I think, kapag hindi na compromise, of course, mas magiging maganda yung mangyayari pa in the future. So, yun ang sa tingin kong kailangan mabago. Because I think, no, from my observation naman, yung mga Pilipino, they really follow the rules naman. They wear face masks outside, no? And a lot of us would like to get vaccines, to get vaccinated. And uh, hindi natin siya na-achieve agad. Why? Because kulang yung vaccines. Mas pinagtutuon na natin ng pansen ang iba't ibang bagay tulad ng mga face shields, di ba? Which I think wala namang uh, scientific claims about that. So, feeling ko, uh, the more our government would provide a better response, the more na mas kapag served in tayo sa younger generation. And I think that's that's what I want to raise a good government response. I mean, as much as I don't want to blame anyone, pero sila kasiyang nasa taas. And sila ang to ng ating mga taxes. No? taxes ng inyong mga magulang. So, I think it's our right to call them out, call for accountability, and, of course, criticize them. No? Give them constructive criticisms on how to improve the pandemic response, our educational system, and all the likes. Kasi, ayun, as I have said, lahat naman ng nangyayari dito ay nanggagaling sa kanila kung paano natin ito So, yun. I think that's my answer.
1: Ayun po no, sobrang importante po ng call to action na nabanggit nyo. Kaya po para po sa huling katanungan natin ngayon at para sa mga nakikinig, ano po yung gusto nyong iwan sa kanila ngayon?
2: So my last message no to end our I think session or our podcast uh I think my message would be don't be afraid to give constructive criticism to those who are responsible for the things that are happening right now. We give credit to where the credit is true to our mga medical frontliners, no sa ating mga delivery riders, pero lagi nating tatandaan kung saan all ang lahat ito. Also, what I want to remind everybody, especially for those who are able who are able to vote for the coming elections, I'm um, sure maggrab mag- register na sila because it's gonna end. I think the last uh, registration will be on September 30. Uh, so it's not yet too late, and uh, madaming pang oras para So I want to encourage everybody to vote, and of course, elect the people who are transparent. Yung may mga malasakit, yung may malasakit sa kapwa Pilipina nila. At dahil tayo ay mga guru, siguro dun tayo sa taong alam din, pahalagahan ang uh, educational system dito sa ating mansa. So that's my message for everyone.
1: Thank you, Miss Diwa, with all the things that you have shared, and that we are with you in hoping that in the future we would have education that is nationalistic scientific and mass-oriented, that teachers will be compensated better and that, of course, education will not be for the privileged only. So now to present the Certificate of Appreciation. UPIGURO Mathematics and Science Teaching Society presents this Certificate of Appreciation to Diwa J. Velasquez for sharing her wisdom and experience during the National Teachers Month. NTM 2021 with the theme "Gorong Filipino sa Sahamon Kasama sa Pagbangon" held from September 5 to October 5, 2021. Given this day, this was signed by our event heads Vincent Gabriel Siusto and Alan Christopher Establejo, and also by our president Daniel Monica Staniel. So thank you so much, Ms. Tiwa, for. This very insightful podcast.
2: Thank you very much, U.P. Guru.
0: Frontline Guru Podcast is also brought to you by the P.N.U. Math Club, P.N.U. Biological Society, Science Wizard Society, and in partnership with Philippine Normal University, United Nations Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization Club, the U.P.L.P. Com Art Society. The Circle K International Club of the University of the Philippines, de Spanias. UP genetic researchers and agricultural innovator society.
1: So that's it for our first episode. Hoping that you were also able to delve with us with the reflections of our frontline group with the current learning setup of preschool students this pandemic and on the insightful information from our frontline growth. For more updates, visit and follow our Facebook page, Yupiguro Mathematics and Science Teaching Society, and our Twitter at Yupiguro 2005 Thanks for tuning in and see you on our next episode.